Right on, right on. The Lovely Peace Podcast. A football chat. Your host right here, Luther Van Sauce, the gaffer. We're mixing it up this week. It's the Neo Jazz Funk. Why not? With Football Talk. Two things that we love in tandem. Almost like that Manchester City midfield. Tiki Taka. Pep Guardiola and the citizens. Having a good time. Right on, everybody. Champions League, Europa League, FA Cup. We're going to take you around the globe. Well, we're going to stay centered in on Europe. Big week for Leicester. Massive week for Man City. The top four races. Starting to tighten up a bit. It's a body party. The luscious sounds of Northern Girls by Bella Ruche in the background. Welcome to the Lovely Peace Podcast of Football Chat. Here, your gaffer, to take you through a lovely week of football. It was Man City versus Tottenham, Liverpool versus Leicester, and a whole lot more. We previewed the Champions League last week. We talked about the FA Cup. We did not know that we were in for a nine-goal thriller between Everton and Spurs. And nine goals between Spurs and Everton, you say there must have been a goal for Bale in there. Balegate continues, but Calvert-Lewin, Gilfie Sigurdsson, Eric Lamella, Harry Kane, all in amongst the goals. And it came down to a 97th-minute overtime winner from Bernard to send Everton through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup last eight 
how how it looks for the last eight of the FA Cup. That is, it will be Chelsea versus Sheffield United. Let's see where Everton wind up after beating Spurs and Jose Mourinho's side. Bernard in the background, you hear knocking in that final fifth goal, the ninth goal in a 5-4 thriller. What a ball this is from Gilfie Sigurdsson. Bernard's onside. He breezes past Doherty, and he had to wait for it, but then he lashes home. So in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, it will be Everton facing Man City, Leicester v Manchester United, and Bournemouth, Southampton, I told you Chelsea versus Sheffield prior to that. Uh, who's going to win the FA Cup? I'm going to have to give it to Man City still. Um, you can't deny that they've won the FA Cup in the last couple seasons they're no stranger to the trophy um ho hopefully it's going to be city versus chelsea in the fa cup final uh, for the first time ever i don't think that they've ever faced each other in the fa cup final before it would be quite the match and i'm gonna have to say that leicester are probably gonna tip past man united in this cup as much as manchester united would love to win some silverware this season they just seem to not be able to put all their eggs into one basket. They're too spread out, uh, going for Europa League. And we're going to talk about Europa League coming up. I I can't see them prioritizing FA Cup. They are in the quarterfinals. A tough away result to Leicester at the King Power. Yeah, Man City surely going to win it, but they're going to have to get past Everton at Goodison Park. Now, that does it for the FA Cup on to bigger and better matters I would love to take this moment in time at the top of the podcast to introduce all you new listeners to the lovely piece football chat a podcast about love for football and inspired by the likes of the common football fan who loves good banter hot takes uh, loves a good challenge, a good penalty miss. Football's coming home, everyone. The 2020 Euros are going to be played in 2021 summer. Football's in a great moment, and the Lovely Peace podcast is here to really lay its claim to football chats for the people, by the people. Putting football in the feet of the people that care about it most. What's all this daftness about new offsides, handballs? Let's bring it back to the times when football was its best. A cracking, crunching challenge. And a lot of mud on the pitch. It, it's pouring rain. You got an away fixture in Cardiff. Let's get the 1-0 result and bring it home. Get the three points in the bag. Sack the manager if we don't. And that's just what we're all about here at the Lovely Peace Podcast, everybody. Football. All in general. And we got a great show here tonight. 
today, good afternoon, <laughs> all over the place, but regardless, welcome to the podcast, and we're not only going to talk about the Premier League weekend that we just saw, match week 24 being played, all the teams have played their games in hand, uh, other than actually we do have a couple games in hand to look forward to in this midweek. Now, match week 24 saw Man City extend their league at the top of the Premier League table to 13 points above the champions Liverpool after 23 matches being played. The 24th coming up in the midweek here, a game against Everton. That's why I felt like that Everton fixture against City was familiar. They're playing each other in the quarterfinals FA Cup and in the Premier League on Wednesday. Manchester City looking to extend their lead above Liverpool to 16 points. That's an outstanding, astonishing lead above the champions. Now, the champions have fallen into sixth place in the Premier League after suffering another loss to Leicester. This was, uh, was an away defeat to Leicester after losing two games on the bounce at Anfield. Liverpool travelled to Leicester. It was uh, Jamie Vardy capitalization on the mistake from Allison, who's had a torrid, torrid time at Liverpool in between the, the two sticks. He's let in, what is that now? Six goals in his last two games. That's not going to do it for the champions. No, that's seven goals in the last two games. Liverpool have only scored, what is that, two, f- five goals in their last four games. Liverpool really, really uh, suffering. And this game against City saw them put in the young defender Kobach in, into the center of defense after the 4-1 loss to Liverpool, uh, sorry, to Manchester City. Kobach coming in against Leicester. And his mistake is what led to that Jamie Vardy winner 2-1 in the 81st minute. But we gotta we got to say that it was a lovely piece of football to get Liverpool's only goal of the game. That coming via... Uh, Roberto Firmino assist. It was a lovely little rounded assist where he dribbled the ball in between two feet and almost pirouetted it into the feet of Mo Salah, who one one touch finish. Lovely, lovely goal into the back of the net. And I'd like to add that Thiago Silva really had my eyes out for him in this game. Uh, after so many times trying to find him on the field, what, where is he? Where's this quality? Uh, we finally found out what Thiago, Thiago is all about. Not Silva. <laughs> but Thiago for Liverpool. He essentially failed to make an impact on the game and really cost his team with a challenge in the second half, allowing um, his challenge outside the box, allowed James Madison to get a free kick. And it, it was a delicious free kick, low sweeping 
that's what gave them the initial 1-0 lead. And then this this assist from Roberto Firmino, everybody, you just you need to let it let it play out. Alexander Arnold venturing forward, trying his luck from distance. It hits Soinchu. Schmeichel committed back in for Firmino. Can he get a shot in or set up Salah? It's brilliantly taken. Liverpool have the lead. This from Bobby Firmino is just absolutely sensational. This footwork. Just have a look at this. Bobby! Oh dear. That's, that's <laughs> But it was once again Thiago. The downfall of Liverpool in the midfield. He slows down the tempo. And the fact that he slows down the tempo, tries things that are unorthodox, gives the ball away. Thiago just put on a terrible, a horrible performance against Leicester. I can't say it enough, and I'm just shocked because... This is a player that has won in every league that he's played in, whether it's for Barcelona, for Bayern Munich. He's a bred in-and-out winner. And so to see him come into a Liverpool team at the wrong time, albeit, it's astonishing to see the downfall of Thiago under Jurgen Klopp, uh, a, a German manager who knows all too well what Thiago is capable of. It's really quite a shame. Hopefully we'll see more from Thiago, more from Liverpool. As they sure up the back, they need to stop leaking in so many goals. To they, They've they've conceded above three goals uh, too many times now and also just failed to score on too many occasions. This is the 2021 era for Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. We just lending from the Free of Style podcast soundboard there. Don't mind if I do. Shameless plug, Free of Style podcast, a talk about versatile culture and anything popular going in around your news feed. It's big headline making stuff. Now, we're going to talk about the blues here. Thomas Tuchel, who I just, I love his press conferences. You just can't get enough of this guy. This is him from his pre-match press conference to the away fixture at Barnsley. Okay, I was going to ask about Chelsea being linked to Upper Meccano and Haaland, obviously two massive players. <laughs> uh, if, if players like that become available, would you at least like to see Chelsea in the mix? Man, you have the whole range of questions in in all four. We can finish this press conference after we go from from FA Cup to individual players to transfer market to social media. <laughs> you, 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 you took the whole range. I can understand your interest in that question and I can understand the, the, the interest of every fan and supporter to talk about these subjects. I, I, it is, uh, I'm also sometimes a fan and I, I'm always a fan and interested in what is going on. But now it's February and this is a long way to go. And as you know me, or maybe get to know me better, I oh, will talk about you're gonna get to know Tommy Tuchel. Uh, publicly when they are under contract. And uh, this, this is the kind of... <laughs> this is the same Tommy Tuchel who wouldn't want to talk about what's going in uh, and about PSG after leaving the post there. Now, Tommy Tuchel, 
managed to get his Chelsea side 1-0 past Barnsley after a Tammy Abraham second half strike. They're looking they're looking like they're solid. They're getting through these games and after seeing so many points get lost in the Christmas period, all you can ask for is wins at this point from this Chelsea side who's still finding themselves. And they came up against a Newcastle side that shocked the whole league. I, I was excited for uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin to come up against Newcastle the week before that. They lost 2-0 to Newcastle. So this Newcastle team is capable of a shock result. Chelsea have to be on their toes at the bridge. And it, it was a meager 2-0 victory from the likes of Timo Werner, who got the penalty away at Tottenham, or at home versus Tottenham, also got the penalty the weekend after that, where Chelsea needed him to allow Jorginho to step up once again to put them in the lead. Actually, that was after they gave away a Rudiger own goal to Sheffield, needing Timo Werner to win the penalty. Thus, Timo Werner has been involved, like a Callum Hudson-Odoi, in at least three or four of Chelsea's last goals. He's making direct impacts on games. And this was the same. Nothing was different against Newcastle here. Timo Werner getting the start on that left-hand side. We talked about... Uh, a left 10 it's uh it's almost like uh a left nine as well getting our tens and nines uh in the mix up so pardon me if you listen back to episode episode two where we talked about Werner being a left 10 it's almost like a left nine and Abraham started the game in the number nine position wearing the number nine he had to come off due to a challenge and it looks like Timo Werner might be out for longer than we thought. Tommy Tuchel updating everyone today that he has no update. <laughs> they, want, they want to take their time with Tammy and they're going to make sure that they get the right prognosis before uh, giving anything, uh, any idea about a timeline or a timetable for his return. That means that Giroud could be in line to face Atletico Madrid. This is the Olivier Giroud that scored four goals versus Sevilla in the group stage. This is the Olivier Giroud that just scored his 21st goal from his 100th substitution off the bench. Uh, just a congratulations to Olivier Giroud who continues to reach these landmarks. Milestones. And that's uh, Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea next Tuesday. This Tuesday and tomorrow, we're, we're recording here on a Tuesday, is Liverpool, Leipzig, Barca, PSG. I think we're going to see a 1-1 or a 0-0 Leipzig versus Liverpool uh, here. We... It's possible. I'm not going to be surprised if Liverpool lose this game away, but I think this is so important that Klopp is going to 
put in a team that's solid and not going to give away much. Hopefully, attack on the counter. That's where you could see a 1-1 happen. Now, Barcelona versus PSG. Barca at home. New look PSG with Pochettino as the manager. We're going to have to see a lot of uh, cutting passes in order to break through these midfields. It's going to look like uh, Barcelona, you always got to give them the upper hand in the Champions League at home. So I'm going to call it a 1-1 and a 1-0 uh, Barca versus PSG. Uh, we might see a lot of dives from Neymar and Mbappe. Referee's going to be pressured to give away a penalty. He's going to remain firm. 1-0 Barcelona. I don't see a lot of goals in this first uh, first match. You never want to see a side lose the, the fixture, lose the two-leg affair all in the first game. You want to still give yourself a chance in the second leg. And on Wednesday, of course... Sevilla versus Dortmund. Sevilla finished second in Chelsea's group. That was... What was it? What was it? Of course, Group E. The, the runners-up in Group E coming up against Dortmund. The leaders of that uh, really, really surprising Group F that had the likes of Lazio. Well, not that surprising. It was, it was pretty straight up. And the other tie this week, four matches in this week's Champions League fixture list. Porto and Juventus. That's actually one of the second most exciting ties, you'd have to say. Not just because of Ronaldo, but Porto are an exciting team always. Uh, you got to say that Juve are probably going to be able to deal with them easily. And I can see Juve running out... Um, 2-1 victors out of the Stadio do Dragao. I can, I can just see it coming. Ronaldo, Morata, they, they, they have it all. And it looks like they're fit and firing. They're through into the finals of the Coppa Italia. Uh, Juve beats Inter Milan after two legs. Really, really boring stuff, I might add, in that second leg. Nil-nil it finished, and it took a Ronaldo penalty and a Ronaldo brace to beat out Lataro Martinez opener from the first leg. So Juve, and let's just quickly hop on over into the Serie A. Inter Milan are first, Milan second, AS Roma in third, and Juventus in fourth. Atlanta, Napoli, Lazio are looking to snag one of those Europa League spots. So that's Champions League dusted up. Uh, excited for those fixtures today and tomorrow. Also look out for that Manchester City Everton tomorrow. Let's talk about U UEFA Europa League. Let's get the music started for this one, right? That's right, everybody. It's the UEFA Europa League. It's techno. It's funky. Just wait for the epic chorus to come in. Where's the choir? Give me the choir. You know why we watch it. Thursday night fun. 
It's not the only TNF out there. This is the real. It's UEFA Europa League. Come on! I, I thought the chorus was really coming there. <laughs> Regardless, we're going to talk about it. Manchester United dropping into the Europa League after finishing third in the their UEFA Champions League group. Yes, that's right. So that means it's Liverpool. It's not Liverpool. Get out of here. It's Manchester United. It's Arsenal. It's Tottenham. It's Leicester City. All from the UK trying to get the Europa League crown back in England after it keeps on going to Spain. Bugger off. I think it's really, it's looking like Spurs have a chance. OGS and the Red Devils have a chance. And Arteta is growing into his managerial role there at the Emirates. It's Manchester United versus Real Sociedad. Wolfsburg versus Tottenham. It should be no problem for Jose Mourinho. Leicester having a way fixture against Slavia Pra who are also coming in from the Champions League. I believe they were in Chelsea's group. And here we go. Thank you very much for holding on this long into our UEFA Europa League section of the show. Uh, it's been a lovely show so far. A lot of lovely pieces of football have been discussed. And for this Europa League round of 32, we're hoping to see a lot of lovely football being played on Thursday, February 18th. It's going to be quite the show with Leicester traveling away to Slavia. A tough fixture. They still got Premier League top four to gun for on the weekend. <laughs> That's a lot of fours. Uh, I, I can see Leicester trying to get uh, just a goalless draw, a 1-1, bring the away goals back to the King Power, and uh, that's your bread and butter. Now, Napoli is a side that we can't forget. Shakhtar as well coming from the Champions League. They had the, those amazing games where they beat Real Madrid. Uh, you can't rule them out. And Benfica versus Arsenal, probably a classic uh, fixture. Lille, Lille and Ajax also. Ajax dropping out of Chelsea's group into the UEFA Europa League. They're facing Lille, uh, a classic French side. I mean, that's where Eden Hazard came from. So not not to just assume that they still have that talent but that's what football clubs do they continue to produce milan have a kind of fixture just like what leicester city have an away fixture to an eastern european side now i i did mostly just want to say that i feel like tottenham and manchester united are front runners for this trophy and then arsenal uh, Shakhtar, Valerial, Napoli, they're, they're in with a shout. And Milan are second in the Serie A, so there's still a lot of firepower in the UEFA Europa League and still a reason to get excited for.
Now, I told you guys we are going to be expanding the Lovely Peace football chat to include all types of football fans, most in particularly my own friends and family. And we want to start things off here by giving a call to my father, my pops, my Faja. He's a West Ham fan, an England fan. It says a lot about him. He's loyal to the core. He is my Faja, everybody. Let's give him a call and find out some of his thoughts on the Premier League and football in general. Dad, it's what? I'm calling you to be part of the new podcast, the Lovely Peace Football Podcast. <laughs> the Lovely Peace Football Podcast. A, a football chat. <laughs> and and so I, I'm I'm the gaffer. I'm calling myself. I'm gaffer. Okay, the gaffer. So we're gonna have to find a nickname for you. <laughs> okay. But I've <laughs> I've already introduced. the gaffer. You little gaffer. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a little something. <laughs> so yeah, we're just recording this a phone call, and I just wanted to a ask you a couple things about. Okay. So just predictions for the Champions League today. Uh, I think I think Liverpool will lose. Yeah. There's a point. I don't think they're going to come back. They're, they're playing. They're playing away to Leipzig, down. and it's away as well. Yes, yeah, slow roll down. I think for uh, the Klopskis. And I think I think PSG are going to take Bar Barca. They're playing away as well, so Barca's at home. I, I, I still think so. I think yeah. it'll be either the potch. Uh, 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 either be uh, a one one nil at PSG or zero zero. Yeah, predicted. Yeah, my my thoughts was uh, one one for Liverpool Leipzig. I think that they'll hit them on the counter, and uh, one nil, shockingly, for Barca. I feel like it'll Leipzig. just be tight. Yeah, Leipzig are like you know. I think that's that. Leipzig is actually the school of Klopp. That that heavy metal football they he, he always talks about. They 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 are like the new the new crown princes of the game now. I think even better than Dortmund they are. Yeah, you've watched them against because uh, they yeah, lost. I watched them. I, I watched them in the. They got hammered the, by Man U in that first game, but then yeah, but then look at what they played the next game. Yeah, they, they, they were like uh, they were interesting too. I mean, obviously, obviously they are unpredictable, like like Klopp's Dortmund. Like they yeah. play amazing, and then they're like shit the bed. Yeah, in, on some games. I, I've you know. I've liked Leipzig every time I watched them play. Yeah, I just uh, we'll have to keep our eyes on them, see if they get past yeah, Liverpool. I, mean, I think I think when they lost to United, it's because they were very naive. I yeah, think. Well, you, you know they like that was like five, five one or something. Like, they're like Leeds in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, Leeds are a very exciting team, but they're incredibly naive team, aren't they? All right, we got it from the gaffer. We have a hot, hot take. Hot take. Watch out, watch out for Leipzig to get past Liverpool. And yeah. I'll see you on the, uh, hear you on the next Twin Cost, okay? <laughs> the ne the next lovely piece podcast. <laughs> but also, I want to bring up um, the case of. For England's midfield this summer, with with Declan Rice looking so good, oh, uh, well, that's gonna be, uh, I was 
Yeah. yeah, but you know, it, like it's it, in it's typical England management, right? They, the way he's played Rice, I mean Rice, he's great with West Ham because he's got Suchek. Yeah, and they play well together. You know, they have an understanding. When they play for England, I think they just you know, like England has destroyed so many great players, stretching all the way back to like Glenn Hoddle and all those guys. Yeah, you know, they they put them in, but like even Lampard. Ma- maybe maybe like, Loft- Loftus Cheek could be like uh, the Suchek for Declan Rice. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I think you know, like you don't need. I mean, there's but so many H- Henderson, Henderson's like Rice, isn't he? Henderson is Rice. Yeah, but I mean, let me let me run by these names by you, and you give me four four players that you would choose. So you, we got Mountain Rice, Grealish, Barkley, Hudson Odoi, Jesse Lingard, Henderson, and then you also got Eze and Saka from Arsenal or English as well. You know, I'd and then play, and I'd also play, J- James but, Madison too, James Madison and Harvey you know Barnes. What I'd, do is I'd play I'd play Henderson and Rice in the middle, and yeah. just say you are the holding. And Foden and Grealish on the outsides, yeah. Oh yeah, and then Foden, Foden too. He's he's got to yeah. play. You need to you need to have that solid front, like because Rice and uh, Rice and Henderson, I think, would complement each other really well. They're the holding. Yeah, I I feel Foden. like we need to find a way to have Henderson and Ru- and Rice in there. Or any of them, like Odoi is another, you know. But you're right. Adoy, Bark, Adoy, Grealish, and Mount—they can all, uh, and even Lingard can take those flank positions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd play if I was going to play Mount, I'd play in front of uh, uh, Rice and Henderson. It depends how you want to do it. Yeah, like a a number ten, a free, a three-five-two kind of formation, couldn't you? Yeah, you can see that happening. Uh, three, five, two. Because you know, if, we have, Ma- if we have Mount, if we have Rice and Henderson, assure up the midfield. Yeah, they, and, and they're, they're not going to charge all the way up. I mean, especially Hendo. Yeah. Hey, hey, Hendo. <laughs> hey. Well, hey, hey Hendo. <laughs> he's gonna, hey, he's Hendo, gonna come hey. in there. Well, I think if Henderson, if he stays fit, he's definitely going to be in there. But if not, I think we have. Declan Rice is going to shore up that midfield for sure. Yeah, they just need to, but you know, and him and Ma- him and Mount are buddies. Have you watched England recently? No, actually, I feel like I haven't watched the re- yeah, recent he games. Plays, once again, the manager plays him all wrong. He's like, I don't know what position he's playing him. He's playing him almost like too too deep. Yeah, yeah, he's playing him too deep. Instead, let's say he's just saying you got to stay back, and all they do is play. I mean, England at the moment, I mean, obviously he's been trying to find, you know, that uh, magic, yeah. um, the World Cup. So they're playing very sideways and, you know, like they like their diamonds. But oh. I think with, with Grealish and Foden and Odoi, finally we're getting some exciting players back into the team. I, I feel like with, yeah, with Foden, Grealish, we could, we could do a diamond for, you can't play a diamond every game, but it might work for some of those smaller teams. Now all we have to do is kill Odo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, Odo up front, but it, it seems like the whole team is based around Kaga or Kaziju. Who do we play? I think at the end of the day, we could use him. We we have to have Kane fit just for this whole plan to work. Well, I think Kane should be the super sub. Yeah, I think I think they should put Abrams or who else, who else is our forward up front. Yeah, Tammy, and then uh, it's not Welbeck anymore, is it? 
No. So who would they have? They don't really have a. Uh... And if, Var if Vardy's not coming out, oh no, Rashford and Greenwood. Rashford though. Rash. The, ra the, the rash. rash. <laughs> if he if he is if he is making school dinners, rash. If he's not doing anything, he's doing his MBE and cooking school dinners. If he's not tying up that next day. Rock Nation contract, <laughs> but he he's been getting stick. Only Gunnar Solskjaer gave him stick for that, hey. He's yeah, like, yeah, you, you got to spend more time on the pitch than in the schools. He just wondered if he could, like, uh, wear his MBE <laughs> when he was there. <laughs> get, a, get a champion's patch on there first before you put the yeah, MBE on. But I think, I think our midfield is so strong that, you know, someone like Mountain Hall could, like, you know, they, they could score goals as well, can't they? Yeah. Uh, I just got really excited when I saw Saka and Eze, James Madison. I'm like, there's more, even more talent. Yeah, like it's all—it's—it's it's almost like they're saying, like you know, we, we've we had a really fallow, crappy period the last two years since yeah. the World Cup, but now all these players are suddenly coming up, and it's going to be like uh, exciting times, guys. But they're not in the training pitch together, so we need we need them to like have a camp or something. If only Antonio could keep his hands feet together, I would put him in. The I know, not because he's necessarily the most exciting player, but he's like he's like Heskey. he's like you know the the Velcro. Of soccer players, you, you put a ball into him, it sticks, doesn't it? And then he just lay it off. That's all. All I want is one day Antonio sooner than later in the England team. Yeah, but I don't. I think his hamstring is just too dodgy. You can't take him. Yeah, yeah I'm already mad. I'm mad about him in my fantasy team that he's oh, got the hamstring again. Don't even get me started. Like, <laughs> I did so well, and then like you said, Opie, uh, you texted me and said, "Why didn't you uh, put Bambi in your team?" He yeah. was injured. There was a big yellow. <laughs> Effing like triangle next to him. So I mean, okay, Lacazette's playing. I think Arsenal going to come good. Lacazette yeah. didn't play. I got 88 points. And now, you know, I was, That's I got pretty like good. 100 points and none of them played. I, I feel like these new cheap uh, forwards are the solution for like Diambe, Maja, or like Cavani, I think is. Cavani and Vardy should probably be the way oh, now. Is Cavani good? How much does Cavani cost? Oh, they, they're probably expensive, but I don't think he's too, too expensive. He can't, he can't be up without Bobby because he's like, he's 10 years older than God. Yeah, I'm only looking for consistent, consistent goals. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at Paul Wilson. Everyone signed Wilson and then he's out now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was expecting to see him in. I guess uh, Bamford is... Uh, Still looking for goals. He'll he'll get a run. Yeah, riddle to me this, Batman. Why is, is Salah still a midfielder in fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> I know because he's he's played. He's started in the front three for every, for every like last, last three seasons. Yeah. Why is he a midfielder? I want to write about him. And I want to. I want them. You know, like when they rescind the red card. Yeah. Like. They should like that should reflect in your fancy. I think it. I think it does. They can go back and change that. Assholes, because when Suchek got sent off, they uh, it, no, well, it well, was only points. Yeah, they they messed up your points. I feel like that oh, they, well. they they've done the substitutions for me wrong a couple of times too. Oh. Anyways, well, no, what it is, I I figured out substitutions. You have to line them up, but also you can't. You, you it's know, your like, formation uh, as well, too, like, isn't say, it? Your for I, I mean, Tomine got eight points. Yeah. And then, um, but he was my first sub. But because he's a midfielder, 
they were like, oh no, you gotta put a. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's what happens. The yeah. the formation the gets locked in and stuff. Two. Why are you putting the player got minus two? So you got two points up, is it? Why just keep <laughs> my guy there? Yeah, I had Bellerin in second position this weekend, and he scored a goal against Leeds oh, and yes. all that. Got eight. Oh. He got eight, but unless they gave him bonus. But I was hoping to crack hundred, but uh, they're saying uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the crowd the might not play now. The midfielder, one who's on uh, Gudongan, or what's Oh, he name? might not play. Yeah, because yeah. Vadim just put him in this week, and I guess I should have. But I, I changed my goalkeeper to Pope, and it, yeah, it, it worked out. Pope. It worked out. Yeah, Pope both play again, so he should, he's playing today, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's playing today. Hopefully, another clean sheet. Okay, well, we'll have to check back and see what happens. Magic. We're going to climb the table. <laughs> All right, little gaff. Anyways, thank you, thank you, Big Gaff, for join, joining Lovely Peace. Look out yeah. for Lovely Peace yeah. on uh, any of your Spotify, any of your uh, podcast yeah. places that you find them. <laughs> Keeping it real. Keeping it real on the Lovely Peace. Oh, baby. Well, Peace. We'll hear again from you soon, Big Gaff. Love you. Okay. Peace. Love you. Bye. Bye. There you have it, everybody. Big Gaff putting me in my place. I'm Little Gaff now. I had big dreams. <laughs> Clearly a man that knows his football knows it well. Uh, look out for him. Maybe we're going to be hearing a podcast from him sometime, just planting the seeds here. And that's just one part of the lovely piece is hearing from other football fans and their takes on it. As Big Gaff said, keeping it real. That's what we do over here. Let's uh, wind things out. It's been a great podcast here. And we've set everything up for the week at hand here. We have Champions League. And a quick look at the Premier League EPL coming up on this weekend. Uh, you heard uh, Big Gaff and I discussing fantasy options and decisions. Who are you going to put into your side? This week, I feel like I might have to get another Man City midfielder in there. And I do want to situate Cavani. Uh, one of Diambe's looking good. He's getting lots of chances for West Brom, and he, he might be cheap. Now, after Burnley plays Fulham on Wednesday, we got a packed Premier League schedule starting on Friday. Early, early fixture. <laughs> Watch out. Wolves versus Leeds. Sure to be goals in on this one for Friday. Lots of goals always in a Leeds fixture. And I'd like to say on Friday games, sometimes there's always goals. Uh, Chelsea versus the Saints traveling to the St. Mary's on Saturday. Early kick. And it's the Merseyside Derby. Liverpool versus Everton on Saturday for the late kickoff. Then it doesn't finish there. It's also the London Derby, the Hammers hosting Tottenham at the Olympic Stadium. Man City versus Arsenal as well. Arsenal hosting the Citizens at the Emirates. Leicester City versus Aston Villa. And Manchester United against Newcastle. Wow. Wow, everybody. If that's not something to be excited for, then I don't know what is. If there's not to be one piece of lovely football in there, we're going to kick it for now. It is a football podcast. 
It is a London calling. Let's get excited for this match week. More football to be seen, more goals, more netbusters, more lovely pieces. I leave you all to say have a lovely day and a lovely week. I'm your gaff signing out as little gaff we heard from big gaff today had a lot of fun everyone Fernandez always hit the bar Congratulations on the victory. Um, just how pleased were you with the discipline your team showed today? Yeah, I'm very happy because to have that discipline, you need more than discipline. You need also a big desire to do it. You need also a big solidarity. 